Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And in lieu of a clever intro, go watch some NHL hockey. That's your homework this week. Yeah, not yet, though. Keep listening. (laughs) Yes, right. (laughs) Don't stop now and go watch hockey. <laughs> Worst case, just check out the highlights after. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have hockey, the new season, starting but, up in a very odd time. Yep. Unprecedented. Yeah. January 13th <laughs> is the start of the season. Yeah. The shorter season, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we typically have a around mid to like two-thirds of the season. In January, and they have their outdoor classic on uh, January 1st, start of the new year. Obviously didn't get that this year. Yeah. So that was a little bit weird. But yeah, I'm pretty fucking stoked. Yeah. Get some hockey back in my life. Yeah. It's been missing. I feel like in honor of the pandemic, or because of the pandemic, I don't know if in honor is the right way to say that, but um, all the stupid fucking networks should get together and be like, we're not going to block out games for people. I'm curious how that's going to work because yeah. we are in a weird position Yeah. for we are Sharks fans. Mm-hmm. Send your hate mail to dtfpod at gmail.com. <laughs> hate mail. <laughs> and they've got this weird situation where the county that they play in has restrictions right now because of the pandemic. So they did training camp in Arizona. They're spending their next, the first eight games of the season, they are going to be on the road just because they can't even play at home. Yeah. And we're basically going to find out by those eight games if they get to go home and play or if they're going to have to figure out another location. Yeah. It's going to be weird. It's going to be super weird. Not that there's really an audience anyways. I don't think anybody's going to games, right? It's all yeah. Even if they were empty able... stadiums. Yeah, even if they were able to start playing at home, with there their, would be no audience. With their audience tracks in the background. Yeah, and the little cardboard cutouts. I don't know if NH- the NHL did that, but the NFL has been doing that shit, and it's fucking weird. Didn't the NHL... You like see like nobody in the audience, and they have like crowd audio playing over the game as though people were there. Uh, who, what was weird. the team that had... Car- it was a Colorado team that had cardboard cutouts from South Park in the audience? Oh, yeah, I think it was... Was uh, that football or hockey? No, it's football. That's football. There was no okay. hockey at the time. Yeah, so. that makes sense, but it seemed cool, so I assumed it was hockey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should do that. Shout out to talking shit about other sports. <laughs> Anywho, I'm just glad that we're not going to spend our first fucking game of the season playing the Vegas Golden Knights yet again. Yeah, that would be real dumb. They've been pretty much the go-to rivalry mm-hmm. to start the season. Ever since they started. Ever since their big, dramatic introduction to the league. Yeah. And by a big, dramatic, I mean they were handed a good team. <laughs> a sick team, yeah. <laughs> to compete and make the NHL a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> in a city known for wasting money. Yeah. <laughs> on tourism. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know if I'm going to really take this the season seriously. I guess it'll just yeah. depend on how well the Sharks do. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those seasons <laughs> where it's like any kind of merits are going to have a little asterisk next to them. I mean, I kind of had that with last season. Yeah. Uh, granted, it made it easier to cope with the fact that the Sharks were the worst <laughs> team in the league. But Yeah. 
that was a very bad year to to be a fan. Yeah. I, I'll probably watch as much as I can, but uh, until then, we have other stuff we could watch. We do. Yeah, we have a bunch of new releases coming out this this next week. Some pretty pretty intense big stuff we've been waiting for for a while. Starting off with WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. January 15th, we finally get to see it. And it's not one, but two episodes, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, but they're only like 30-minute like episodes, right? So it's really going to be like essentially like one episode. Yeah, well, I'm still happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, though, it was like, oh, cool, we're getting like a movie length of WandaVision. Oh. And I was like, oh, but they're 30 minutes each. God damn it. <laughs> no, it'll be fun, I was fun, just though. excited I'm to excited. see we're still getting two. Yeah. So. Interesting notes, too. So episode one is going to have a 50s and 60s theme. Mm-hmm. Which we've seen in the trailers, so right. that's nothing new. Yeah. But I thought this was very interesting. It was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Really? Yeah. So So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, <laughs> at one point many years ago, there used to be this thing where people got together in crowds mm-hmm. and they could watch things. Yeah. Even indoors. Yeah. So they they filmed this pre-COVID then. That, that's what I'm hearing. Okay. Or they just said, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. They said, you know what? One of them's a witch. The other one's a robot. They can't get it. Yeah. So who cares? Sign a waiver as you come in the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for this series. I think it looks like it's going to be a trip. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. To really see where they're going with this. Yeah. Uh, there's speculation, too, that they're going to use this to create the mutants. Oh. Kind of a twist on the House of M where she gets rid of the mutants. Mm-hmm. She's going to create them, so, like people think, which will be very interesting. Okay. Interesting, yeah. It's going to be hard to follow that, but, you know, here we're, well, let's try. <laughs> HBO Max on January 14th, Search Party Season 4 is coming out. This was the show starring Maybe... But her real name is <laughs> Aaliyah Shawkat. I think that's how you say that. Yeah, no, her her real name her is real Baby. Her real name is Maybe, but some people know her as Aaliyah yeah. Shawkat. Yeah, she will always be... <laughs> Maybe Bluth. Maybe Bluth. <laughs> from Arrested Development. Yes, she will never not be that person, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so this was an older show, apparently, because mm-hmm. we watched a little bit of it. Yeah. When it first when HBO Max first came out. And they were mm-hmm. calling it original. I was like, I don't understand. This is like years old. How is this an original? And they just revived it, I guess. So I guess they just, are, they're continuing it. And this is the new start of the series with HBO Max. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so there's like three seasons that we have to catch up on. Yeah. I got like, I think a few episodes into season one. Yeah. Before I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also on HBO Max on January 14th, Locked Down. This is a m- movie. Is this the uh, Pandemic Heist movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anne Hathaway? Yes. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway. Bordeaux. <laughs> oh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> also known as Bordeaux. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw, I didn't watch this trailer. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah. It, eh. it just sounded about like it's described? It Half of it looks like it's literally filmed on webcams. Okay, I mean, it probably is. So, yeah. <laughs> Valid point. 
Uh, the description of this was like uh, a couple is like about to break up right when the pandemic starts. So I guess it's them okay. yeah. dealing it, with that. It looked like it was Anne Hathaway wanted to do another Oceans movie. Oh, but they couldn't do in-person filming, so. It, it, <laughs> it looks like it's like that kind of a thing. Okay. I don't know. Gotcha. We'll probably watch it, but it, I'm not holding high expectations for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so look forward to our review. Yeah. <laughs> High hopes, obviously. Um, Hulu, January 11th, has the rhythm section. This was It's also on Amazon Prime, in case you don't have Hulu. Um, this is Blake Lively, also known as Ryan Reynolds' wife. <laughs> uh, she We saw this in theaters, right? Before, because this is like January yeah, or something. back when that was a thing. Yeah. I can't believe that it was a year ago. <laughs> have you seen those uh, memes? There was one... Where's like the old woman uh, uh-huh. on her like walker or whatever, and yeah. like the, the 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 woman's helping her walk, and uh-huh. it's always like the woman, the old woman is saying something, and then the younger one's like, "Sure, grandma, let's get home or something." Yeah, it it was. We used to go to movies and theaters. <laughs> sure, grandma, let's get you home. It's not wrong. Um, this movie was about a woman's child is. Her whole family, her whole family is, is murdered. killed, right? Yeah, yeah. Her, I was trying to remember if they were kidnapped or killed. It's not taken. So she like dedicates her whole life to, to essentially like, getting them, getting back getting to. Her. It's a revenge. Yeah, plot. it's like a revenge. It's like a almost like a taken movie, it's but with a female uh, protagonist. And January seventeenth, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Season three. Oh, you've talked about this before, haven't you? Yeah. I'm going to just start with this. This title of the show is so misleading. Okay. It is not at all a pervy show. Like okay. it. Like, well, it is to an extent. Okay. <laughs> it's anime. Yeah. So traditionally you're going to have There's... the big pop and boobs everywhere. Yes, of but course. like the show has really good writing and like messages. Mm-hmm. It's not at all about hitting on women. Okay. So I don't know why they call it like there's got to be some weird translation error. Oh, it must be. Because the show is not at all yeah. what it's described as. Yeah. Okay. It's essentially like an RPG anime where they go into like these levels of this tower. Uh-huh. In each level that there's monsters and they always get stronger as you get up. And so like they have these, basically these people are all hunters and uh-huh. like they go into the dungeon to like level up and become the strongest of everybody. Okay. And they're basically just competing, and like that's how they get their money and live off of killing monsters in this tower. Okay. There's like this weird god dynamic too, where like Greek gods and stuff are all alive and like heads of houses, which the warriors are like living under. Okay, so this sounds to me like a cross. It's a live action. Is it? No, it's not. It's the anime it's version. Anime. Yeah. anime version of a cross between Harry Potter and like Pokemon Go. Okay. <laughs> But it's cool. <laughs> but it's cool. Got it. I, okay. <laughs> I'm just getting vibes from both I of those I really like this show, and you're, like, turning it off for me. Oh, like, oh my I'm God, sorry. This, this show's not sound that great now. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But there's, that's the But the distinction is it's not Pokemon because they aren't. They're not They're Pokemon. not catching them and they're, bringing them they're home. They're beating them. I was just thinking of, like, the, uh, um, what are they, the gyms. Yeah. I don't play that game, but I know pe- there's people at work that are like, well, I'm in the gym right now. Like, eh. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, that's what reminded me of it, where they're, like, battling with people or whatever. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. I really enjoy the writing of the show. I Got think it. it's like like season three. Oh, maybe I don't know. I guess this is my like official review then because I really liked season three. Okay. Um, I watched it on Crunchyroll. Got it. But okay. now it's hitting Hulu, so I'm assuming it's gonna have English dubbing because uh, okay. I watched it with subtitles. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I guess someone else is gonna watch it on Hulu with subtitles because yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But <laughs> guess we'll find out in a week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyways, and if you're a fan of anime, go watch it. <laughs> if you're a fan of me. If you're a fan of me. <laughs> Go watch it. All right. Uh, Netflix, January 12th. Chris Rock, Total Blackout Extended Cut. So this is a stand-up that was previously released in 2018, but there's an extended cut version? Yeah. Okay. So now I'm torn because do we watch the original so we know the difference? Or do we just watch this one? Because I'm not going to want to watch them both, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I would watch the extended. If I, like, if I have to choose between Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, I'm watching Extended Edition. So I feel like the same yeah. applies here. What if you don't have enough time for the Extended Edition? You still then you're watch not, it? If you don't have enough time for that, you're not watching Lord of the Rings. I'm just saying. Some people might watch it in, like, parts. Well, I've got a good ten minutes. Maybe I'll throw on Lord of the Rings Extended Edition for ten minutes. <laughs> so they get through, like, the... A year later, they get through it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Somebody out there is doing that. Maybe. Uh, and then January 15th, Outside the Wire comes to Netflix. So, the, the, essentially, what I got out of this one was it is a very generic-looking Netflix sci-fi futuristic robot taking over the world type okay. movie. Always good. Starring Anthony Mackie. Nice. The robots literally looked like any robot you saw in any other Netflix okay. movie with the same description. Makes sense. So. Man, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. But, but it doesn't look remarkable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming he made a deal with Netflix because he was in that season two of uh, of Altered Carbon. And then I think, he, didn't he do something else with Netflix? Like another movie as well that I can't think that of That right sounds now? right, but I can't think of it either. So. Okay. We're just going to say you're correct to move on. <laughs> sounds good to me. I'll just write down one point for me. <laughs> Uh, couldn't find any delays, really, or cancellations. That's weird. Probably because... They've already been delayed or canceled? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, moving into our news, we do have a update, I guess, on what's going on with WB and all of the issues with their 17 movies that were no longer or that are no longer going to be in theaters, but on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and the outcome of all of the actors and directors and just anybody associated with those films being upset about it. Right. According to Bloomberg, Warner Brothers is working on a deal for the talents involved with those 17 films releasing on the service this year. Uh, They said they're guaranteed payment regardless of box office sales and to increase the odds of performance-based bonuses. So this sounds like this is kind of on what we were talking about at some point is they're going to just contracts are going to start to shift of instead of box office sales it's going to be based on probably number of views on a platform or yeah they're going to have to scale it and have like a multiplier for something like that instead of since a lot of movies will have this issue I think this is going to be serve this will serve as a pretty good model for other studios to do the same thing once mm-hmm. they establish that 
it's it doesn't mean that the the actors and the people involved get nothing extra. Mm-hmm. Like if and they HBO Max is clearly the guinea pig of yes. this scenario, right? Yeah, because absolutely. Warner Brothers is the only one who's really kind of fully dove into this concept. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is still kind of trying to hold back on that. Yes. So it's a learning process, and I think that this is kind of a an example of what they're trying to do because they realize that they just may not have went the right route, not necessarily intentionally. They but. just kind of uh, what do you? It's a false start, or like in horse racing, they start before the gate fully is ready to open, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. one, of, so they they kind of were like, "Here's what we're gonna do," and then they were like, "Okay, well maybe we maybe we need to modify it a little bit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not. It's not. Well, it's, the, it's about the crossing your T's and dotting your I's, right? Yeah, they didn't, exactly. They probably didn't see the outcomes uh, or the implications of what they were doing as the bigger scope. And they probably never intended to say "fuck you guys," you're not getting anything. They probably were just like, "Here's what we're gonna say," so the people know that we're they're gonna still be able to see our content, mm-hmm. and they will figure out the rest of it later. So, uh, Bloomberg also goes on to say, anyone entitled to a bonus will receive one at half the box office revenue that would normally be needed to trigger a payout. And if more theaters close down, the threshold will f- will fall further. A stipulation called the COVID-19 multiplier. Man. So, basically, as the pool of theaters gets smaller, mm-hmm. the price tag that they will receive will go up. That's what I'm getting from that. No, it's just the trigger level, it will go down. The threshold they have to reach in order to qualify for a bonus would go down by the same level that the number of theaters okay, goes so down. It's by just that logic, scaling. They it. would get more. Yeah. Proportionally. The, is yes, what I'm saying. Proportionally. Yes, yes. They're getting one at a lower level than they would have in a normal situation. Gotcha. Uh, those who would normally participate in profits from box office receipts will continue to do so as well as benefit from on-demand and online sales. Okay. Cast, crew, and profit participants will get paid out from the fee that HBO Max will pay Warner Brothers for a particular movie's 31-day window. Now, that's interesting to me. Because WB owns HBO, right? Yeah. So why is there even a fee to begin with? Isn't it just kind of like, well, this is our thing, so... We guess we just own it because they have to have some way to pay people, and so the, so they're just they're charging cannibalizing themselves. They're cannibalizing themselves, yeah. To because they're hoping that this is a temporary situation, so they're. I mean, that's what they yeah. kind of. Yeah, they've been saying this is a yeah, a situation for twenty twenty one. You know, we already see they have theater release dates for twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three that they are. So far, sticking to. Yeah. I mean, other businesses do this kind of shit all the time. Where, like, one department's underperforming or you need to hire a new person in Department B. And Department A's making a little bit of money, so you borrow money from that department to pay for a new position in Department B. But then it eventually is supposed to even out. So it makes sense. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I think we're just going to see more of these kind of arrangements, uh, assuming that it shifts over to more of a on-demand primary release right for, true for movies yeah definitely in the future so do you think this will have any impact on the situation that we talked about last week where legendary was going to sue over getting their movie dune on a actual theatrical release because of the 
situation of them putting 70 plus percent of the budget right. into that film um do you think that has is this a response to that or do you think this was going to happen either way my suspicion is this was going to happen either way and while i would like to think it would make the lawsuit go away i doubt it Probably will won't. because i think legendary is going to want more money than this offers because they pro- they projected a lot more income well, I guess actually not a thing about it. this probably has nothing to do with that because this is about the actors and the directors and like the staffing, right? Not necessarily the producer, which well, would be Well, it has those who legendary would, just kind of financed the whole filming, right? Right, but it says those who would normally participate in profits from box office receipts and I assume that a production company okay, would they be would one lie of those. Under that, yeah. I think that this would still apply to them, but I don't think that I'm assuming they won't drop it because just because of this. It'd be nice, but probably not. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, getting into some of our quicker things, our DTF quickies, if you will. <laughs> uh, on a similar topic, Cyborg is gone in a flash, apparently. Oh, yeah? <laughs> or is he? <laughs> so, according to The Wrap, insiders with purported knowledge of the situation have claimed that Cyborg has been removed from the Flash movie screenplay entirely. Which means that the cameo has been cut and that Fisher will not be replaced by another actor in the upcoming DC movie. I mean... This was something that was reported shortly after Ray Fisher's comments last week that we discussed where he He said... He won't work with Walter Hamada. Yes. His exact quote was... Walter Hermada is the most dangerous kind of enabler. His lies and WBPR's failed September 4th hit piece sought to undermine the very real issue of the Justice League investigation. Here's the important part. I will not participate in any production associated with him. Yeah. Okay. We took that personally as him saying he was no longer going to be playing Cyborg. Right. Because common sense is... Well, he's the president of DC Films, and that's a DC Film character, so... Exactly. Sounds like you're walking away from that yes. that role. Mm-hmm. However, his response to the above story about Cyborg being replaced, or, oh. or being taken out of the script of the Flash film, Ray Fisher responds on Twitter, as usual... <laughs> I strongly suggest that the rap amend the article immediately. While I appreciate the reporter's undying desire to do WB Pictures and Walter Hamada's bidding, it is factually inaccurate. I did not publicly step down from anything. What? But does he forget? You literally said, (laughs) I will not participate in any production associated with him. Yeah, we talked about this last week. So, does he not see that? Does he not know what that expects? Well, this kind of goes back to, like, your idea of, like, did he think he was giving an ultimatum that he would have essentially gotten chosen to be the be favored to be in their movies versus... Yeah, versus their president. Hamada or... being the president of the DC film... So now it seems like Production. it could be right, doesn't it? <laughs> I 
I don't see how he could realistically think that, but I guess maybe he it did. sounds more like that's what his mindset was. It seems like he's on Is a... that he probably thought he could at least get rid of him. I mean, I don't... I, it doesn't make sense. I will not participate in any production associated with him. So... Does he think... I mean, how how would it not be associated with him? It's yeah, def- it's, it's not possible. It has to be. Even if he never stepped into a studio with filming of the movie, his name is still going to be on that movie. Yeah. I'm very confused by this. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't... Uh, like, I thought this was all over, and he's just still saying things. So I yeah. don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, but he's claiming he's not he's not done with the role, it sounds like. But he's also saying, but I won't do the role associated with this guy. Yeah, that's very confusing. So. I'd love to get some kind of clarification on this issue. <laughs> I don't think we ever will. Mm. Um... But, I mean, I think the bigger takeaway is, like, are we surprised that Cyborg was taken out of the film? I mean, he's kind of ruffled some feathers, right? Yeah, they don't really have any incentive to keep him in. They they essentially ruled in his favor with the whole Joss Whedon thing. Mm -hmm. And he's still kind of saying things that are anti-Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, it's a little confusing. Yeah. I agree. But, I mean, as far as we know, he's still a part of the Snyder Cut because that was a movie he was in. So, yeah, he did reshoots. He's going to be in that. Mm-hmm. But going forward, it doesn't sound like he's going to be a part of the DCEU as far as right now. Or maybe he will. We can't tell. <laughs> yeah, and that's nothing. This could just be, like, maybe he's completely right and this is a bogus article. Yeah. But... A lot of other outlets are also reporting this. It's not just right. them. They were just the first. Yeah. So, who knows? It could be as simple as a lot of other people had the same interpretation of his statement last week. Mm-hmm. That's true. As we did. That's true. <laughs> uh, but on the topic of the Justice League Snyder Cut, uh, Zack Snyder has no plans to make more DC films after Justice League, it seems. In an interview with Comic Book Debate, Zack Snyder said, It's amazing, and I couldn't be happier, and I'm excited for them to see Justice League so they can really drink the entire elixir of Justice League. But would I continue? I have no plans to. But like I said, I didn't think I'd be here, so who knows. Okay. That's surprising to me, because I could swear there was a lot of stuff I mean, nothing official, but it felt like the senses was they were going to do, like, this whole alternate Snyder Cut world with content that was going to be alongside the DCEU. Because didn't he even have statements in the past saying that about this the Snyderverse was going to be within the un- I don't know. Yeah, I'm... I remember something I just feel like that. we reported on something that yeah. was, like, basically contradicting to this. Yeah, but to be fair, he says, but like I said, I didn't think I'd be here, so who knows. He really still is kind of leaving it open-ended. Like, right now he's, like, saying, yeah, I, I'm not expecting to, but he might see something going forward or, based on the reception of the Snyder Cut, something could spark yeah. from that. Well, I mean, of course. It's like, I don't think WB came to him about the Snyder Cut, right? It seems right. like it was more of a... 
proactive a, approach to get that done. Exactly. So I guess the, what it's going to come down to is how successful is the Snyder Cut come March? Is it going, yeah. if it makes a lot of money and it's received really well versus what was already put out, Yeah. expect there to be at least talks mm-hmm. for the future, right? Absolutely. Maybe not immediate, but like in a three to five years, maybe you'll get some other property, maybe a show or... Yeah. Something that he's tied to, not necessarily directing. Yeah. Maybe just like production design or like some, some like thing. Kind of like where. Executive producer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name right now. Ridley Scott. How he's attached to lots of projects, mm-hmm. usually as like the first couple of episodes or something. That kind of thing. Yeah. It really is just going to come down to where they're, the direction they're going with the DCEU. Yes. I can tell you one thing. Hmm. It's got nothing to do with the CW. Yeah, it seems that way. Because uh, the CW is actually getting rid of Green Arrow and Canary's spinoff series. I mean... So... That's fine. (laughs) It sounds like the CW uh, Arrowverse is kind of coming to an end. Yeah. They still have like shows that are coming into their first seasons, but it sounds like they are essentially done with this bigger world i mean you didn't watch the most recent season of arrow but if you did you would understand why okay (laughs) well you you mentioned that uh apparently this was a a backdoor pilot that they had an episode in that season it was bad for this yeah so that specific episode was bad no yeah yeah i mean yes there were all of the references to this thing where they talk about um it was basically going to be defending Star City 20 years in the future, right? So it was this futuristic thing, mm-hmm. and it was... Was it like a one of those digital newspaper things? No, it was... Like like in The Flash? Yeah. No, not exactly. <laughs> they actually... Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like the the characters, and then they they had the characters from the original, like... They put age makeup on, but it was bad, and they didn't look old. They just looked like they were wearing like they too much just makeup. Came from Party City, yeah, and it was just like, oh god! If they were gonna do it, they would need to go further in the future, and they would need to not have the original characters at all. Gotcha. Because it was just not good the way they meshed the two. Gotcha. Um, so I'm super good, like good with this because I didn't really want her to take up. I didn't really want Mia Queen to take up. The mantle of Arrow. I thought that would have been dumb. No, my, that's the character, opinion. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Catherine McNamara is the actress. So is she like a daughter? Yes. Okay. She's she the she's the daughter of Arrow. Oh, duck queen. Yeah, she's the daughter of Arrow and <laughs> um, what do they call her? Overwatch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not to be confused with the video game. <laughs> well, she didn't do that good of a job. Yeah. Overwatching things. Yeah. Because. Apparently, there's a futuristic, big, dramatic thing yeah. 20 years later. Yeah. So, she did a pretty shitty job. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really care about it, it but it wasn't my thing. It was definitely, like, more mm. younger audience. Gotcha. Getting back to the whole, like, just out of high school age type stuff. Gotcha. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I prefer the adult characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, that doesn't mean that they won't show up and other shows yeah, not, like, yeah. if they do As any a, kind of crossover shit I'm right. sure they might they be they can there. show up in Legends they can show up wherever the fuck they want but yeah. I don't think they're ready for their own series personally gotcha uh, something else there are no plans for 
is Borat 3. Uh, I guess Sasha Baron Cohen came out and said, really, there was a purpose to this movie, referring to Borat 2. And I don't see really see the purpose to doing it again. So, yeah, he's locked away in the cupboard. Presumably talking about his character Borat. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> when you watch that movie... Yeah. It It's kind of apparent, the way that they designed the story, mm-hmm. that he knew he couldn't do the character a second time yeah. without people knowing who he was. Yeah. Yeah. So he did it in these different costumes. Yes. As he the was character in, disguised. He was the character in disguise. <laughs> so, like, you can't really do that again. I know. Yeah. I agree. I mean, you could with different character costumes. But, it just, like, it, it would just be the would same be thing the again. Same. Yeah. It would be very difficult to do that that character again. Yeah. In a meaningful way. If they're going to do anything, they need to just give the daughter... Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. A fucking... A spin-off somehow, yeah. Spin-off, yes. Yeah, exactly. That would be interesting. Well, moving over to the Marvel realm, Deadpool 3. We know it was a thing that was going to happen. The writers from Bob's Burger were taken over. But now we know it's going to be an R rating, apparently. Via Collider, speaking with Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige... Uh, He said, it will be rated R, and we are working on a script right now, and Ryan's overseeing a script right now. It will not be filming this year. Ryan's a very busy, very successful actor. We've got a number of things we've already announced that we have to make, but it's exciting for it to have begun. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU. And Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. Yes. Well, I'm excited that there's Very sticking... PR, it sounds it to is, me. It is. It is. Basically, Ryan Reynolds is super fucking busy. Yes, we're working on it. Stop talking to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I, the big takeaway is that it's, according to Kevin Feige, the guy in charge, it's going to be R. I'm very excited that they're committing to that, it I, seems. I would hate to think that he's saying something like that without having the official... Authority to uh, do so. Th- well, yeah, or, or without getting Disney's blessing. And then it's going to backfire later on. Yeah. I, I don't... I think he's been around them long enough to yeah. know... Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is he's very competent about what he's doing, right? Yeah. Obviously, we got to this point. So, I don't think Disney is concerned with giving him the ability to make those kind of decisions. Yes. Um, but this kind of makes me wonder, does this mean we're going to get a sub-universe of our movies? Or do you think this is a standalone just... Deadpool. I think that all depends will, will on the they, money. Will they look for other characters that they could make our characters in their own little pool of mature content? They could. I think they might. But I think they're going to find out how much money this makes first. Uh, yeah, but yeah. they have two movies to decide or to, to show that it makes money. Yeah, but they're not. And that wasn't Marvel. So you put the Marvel fucking formula to it, it should theoretically be more successful. Yeah, I mean, it would be smart of them to do that, but who's to say if they're willing to go that far into the R-rated world? I think, obviously, it makes sense that they're not going to rush this third movie anyways, right? Yeah. They said, you know, Ryan Reynolds is busy. But, like, they're busy. Yeah. They have all these fucking movies that they're still working on. Yeah. Hell, they have ones that are done and not out yet, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's obvious that they would wait 
to tie him into the X-Men anyways, right? Interact yeah. with those characters. That would make the most sense. Um, so why would you rush it? It would make more sense to use him during that time period of of those releases. True. Um, and can we agree that we fully expect him to interact with whoever they deem the next Wolverine character with some kind of a fourth wall joke, how he's not Hugh Jackman? Yeah, that they should do that. <laughs> and that said, we're going to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in some kind of a capacity. Uh, e- even if it's like a, a cameo joke. Yeah. Some point, they're going to have an alternate multiverse version of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. True. No more than a scene, I'm saying. Right. He's not coming back to be the role for like a whole movie. Right, right. But it's happening. Yeah. There's no way they couldn't pay him enough. Yeah. All right. Something else that they are that is being worked on is Loki season two. Um, this is according to Deadline. Uh, apparently, this comes along with news that the executive producer of Loki, Michael Waldron, has also been tapped to write Kevin Feige's Star Wars film. So um, he recently worked on the Doctor Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Loki season one, and he'll be involved in season two in some capacity, but it's there are no specifics as of yet. I mean, this sounds like he is essentially the unofficial creative lead of the next wave of Marvel content. It seems that way, yeah. Like, it sounds like he's the James Gunn. Yes. Without the big popularity. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. People don't know who the fuck he is. Right. But they will probably halfway through phase two. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So this tells us that Kevin Feige was very confident in what he did with Lo- with the Loki series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So not only does it tell us that he liked what he did with that, so he's confident with him doing Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it tells us that Loki's probably going to tie into Doctor Strange to an extent mm-hmm. if the Multiverse of Madness is, is also under his creative leadership. True. It tells us that Loki is probably going to end with questions unanswered. Which will probably lead into other movies. Yeah. If there's a season two. That's a good point. And it also tells us that this guy has some fucking range. Because Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is supposed to be kind of fucking, like, darker, right? Mm, it was supposed to be. But it's not going to be anymore. Remember when they first announced it with, what's his name as a director? Yeah. It was announced as the first horror movie yeah. for Marvel. I know that they moved it's away from that, but I assumed it was still going to be darker. And I, I feel like it's going to be more of what Traditional. we usually get. Okay. I think that's why he left Cause he under do creative he differences. <laughs> yeah, because that. he's a horror film yes. director. Yeah. That's what he's known for. Yeah. He probably couldn't do what he wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, that's just us speculating. Right. I guess maybe in my head I was still thinking Multiverse of Madness would be, like, darker. But I guess you're right. I don't know, have any reason to believe that. I just was hanging on to hope. Well, the only reason <laughs> we had was with them saying that. That's but true. it's yeah. changed so much since then with the attitude really about that. Knows. So, yeah, I'm assuming it's not at all like that now. Gotcha. And, you know, again, going back to WandaVision, that's clearly going to have some tie-in to that movie. So. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, you know, maybe it will have a darker tone. Maybe this is where she goes fully fully insane, and that's yeah. the, the repercussions is in that movie. Maybe. Anyways, so, Michael Waldron, congratulations. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. 
Uh, lastly, we have an update on the Roku purchase of Quibi content we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. So, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Roku has bought the exclusive global distribution rights to more than 75 short-form shows from Quibi. Uh, There was no financial terms disclosed, but sources close to the deal (laughs) say the content library was valued at, in quotes, significantly less than $100 million. That's a weird way to... That sounds like a a lot of shade. That's a big... Yeah, that's a lot Like, it really wasn't worth much. Yeah. They kind of just threw a dog a bone. Yeah. (laughs) That's... I mean, that's got to be way less than what they've put into production on those things right like yeah 100 million had to be like their first wave of shows at least yeah it's a little confusing hell i some of the actors probably made more than 100 million for doing right this yeah shit. it definitely seems like um they they spent a lot of money up front which is obviously why it didn't work out mm. among other things but uh so all of this content will be available on roku's free service uh, later this year. And this includes more than a dozen shows that were never aired on the Quibi platform. Mm. So there's the show that we knew of called After Dark, which was a horror series by Steven Spielberg. Wow. And if I remember, it was supposed to be like some weird thing where it only aired at night. You couldn't watch it during the day. Oh, really? It's <laughs> funny. I'm, I mean, I'm, it'll be interesting to see if they yeah. kind of follow with that whole concept to this i guess yeah. it couldn't really right how would you do that there's so many time zones unless it's only available in the u.s <laughs> well i mean it would probably based off your That's location just complicated <laughs> you'll be surprised just what of, apps data, what data laziness, app, i'd be like yeah it's available all the time <laughs> you'll be surprised what data some apps uh yeah. take from you i know uh and also there was a this was something that i didn't know about it's something called iso slugfest a docuseries from the Russo brothers. The fuck is that about? Some kind of slugfest? Yeah. Uh, an ISO slugfest. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anybody who was interested in any Quibi shows, you'll you'll get a chance to watch them on Roku. I'm just glad it'll be free. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously it's going to have ads, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your 10 minute show will now be a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one of our TVs has the Roku app. We'll have to see about I, that. You were saying the Samsung. Show. I think it does, but you knowing, like me, I said, I'm I guarantee the PlayStation or the Xbox have an app. True, for true, it. yeah. All right, that's it for our news. So let's talk about what we watched this week. Here's how our rating system works: If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're We're DTF. DTF. Nice. We got it back. You know, first up, speaking of really short things. Hey, hey. (laughs) Hey. That's that's not for this podcast. Oh. Uh, Marvel Studios Legends. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I thought you were talking about my temper. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I was. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> People uh, are like, oh, oh is she oh. okay? <laughs> is she going to be okay? Yeah. So, I feel like we talked about this when it was announced, and we had a 
we both had different theories about what it was going to be, and I think we were both completely wrong. Uh, we were beyond <laughs> fucking wrong. We put too much thought into this, much more than Marvel apparently. Much did. more than they did, yeah. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so this premiered on the eighth of January this month. Whatever. Uh, so professional. <laughs> And it's like a docu-series is what they're calling it. Uh, yeah, I guess if you <laughs> yeah, call that a docu-series. Oh, yeah. Um, each episode covers a different character in the MCU. Uh, and I use the word episode lightly because the episodes <laughs> so far are about six to seven minutes apiece. And um, they did drop two in the same day. So I guess that's a total of, what, 13 minutes approximately of time? Eh, whatever. Well, they changed math, so I couldn't tell you if that's yeah, accurate. Yeah, it could be 40 minutes. We don't know. Um, so, obviously, the first two characters were Wanda Maximoff and Vision, because they're preparing us for... Uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. Right? <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. So Right out of the gate, this is clearly promotion for yeah. their show coming it out seems next seems like week. somebody at Disney was watching Peacock, and they were like, hmm... <laughs> Should we just make a bunch of shows to advertise our other shows? <laughs> well, okay, they they've been doing that since day one. That's true. But they put a little bit more effort into yeah disguising them at least like as the the, the documentaries after the episodes of The Mandalorian or whatever. Like those ones are longer mm-hmm. and they're more use like they're more entertaining though. Yes. Those are more like the director commentary. Yes. Of what you're watching. Yes. Just post. There's more content. It's not just rehashed footage. Yeah. This was literally just clips from every fucking movie that they were involved in. Yep. As those characters. Yeah. In a a quick six to seven minute summary of that character. Yep. And uh, it was not what I expected. Yeah. There was no commentary over it. It was literally just them in the scenes doing their thing. Yeah. And, you know, it was really sad because, like, what? You could have just made, you could have, first off, you could have lumped these together because they're literally the same. It's for the same situation. show. You know, you made a joke. You're like, so are they going to just do the same footage for yeah. the Vision one? So yeah, yeah. everything that they showed for Wanda's was including Vision because that's their story. It's yeah. together, essentially. Most of it was, right? Yeah. It was just rehash. In, so even in the total amount of unique footage was probably only like nine minutes. Because <laughs> three minutes were shared between the two, I think. And when you say unique footage, it's still just yeah. recycled footage yes. from the movie. Yeah, unique to each little mini-sode type thing. Yeah. This was a huge disappointment. Enormous. I was so... Even when it when we turned it on and it goes, oh, it's seven minutes long. Even then I was like, oh, well, you know, it might be some really interesting stuff. Yeah. And yep. then first scene, oh. Yep. So this is what we're in for. We're just doing... Clips from previous things. Yeah. So they could have lumped these together as one unit of Mm -hmm. a story. Yeah. You could have just thrown it into the list of WandaVision episodes as like a, you know, hey, check this out before you fucking watch the show. Yeah, like uh, Star Trek does with the short treks or whatever. They Mm -hmm. would have like those short things that we didn't figure out till after we were watching. But there were like little short episodes about a character in the background kind of thing. Yeah. So, I think the worst part is that it's really just about them from the MCU. It's not even really any other form of the character. Yes. Like, it would have been nice to see, you know, what what was the, the concept of the character. 
in comics or in some other like variant of media, like yeah. a show or something or a cartoon. Yeah. And we're not getting that at all. Yeah. They could have put so much more thought into this and gave us like a people involved in creating the characters or or working on current properties with the characters, Absolutely. talking about like, you know, even if it's directors or the creative team for the movies, you know, why did they make the decisions they made? How did they get to the point where the character was where they are in the the movies, which is completely different than what they did with the comics? Like, yeah. give us those kind of commentary thoughts. This was so fucking dumb. Yeah. Uh, so I know you're dying to know. There is no set release schedule for these, but I think we all know it's, it's probably going to be timed right before they release something. Pretty clear it's the week before whatever content comes out. Yeah. It's going to be that character. Yeah. So... Which also tells us, so, is it going to only be the characters we already know about? Because otherwise they have no footage to use. Right, that's what So, I'm how are they going to do those characters? So, basically, it's like a recap of the characters that we already know. And no introduction to other characters or anything like that. So, I don't know. This is, this is dumb, in my opinion. I was mad. Uh, I mean, it's... I, and I'm not, I mean, not going to say I won't watch other ones, but I, I'm still saying Disney F for effort. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Like, we could just go watch the fucking movies. Yeah. I know it takes longer, but there it's more enjoyable. There was nothing shown in these that we didn't already know or could think about top of our head. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is this is intended for the very casual viewer. Who may not even have seen some of those movies. And so they can go, oh, uh, I'll check this out because I want to watch the show, but I don't really know anything about the character. Right. But that then, is the only reason this could be useful. Yeah. But at the same time, then why the fuck do you have Disney Plus? Yeah. So I'm going to burn this. Yeah. I'm conf- I feel upset at burning a Marvel thing. Yeah, no, but... it's a burn. It's definitely yeah. a burn. <laughs> Did, have we ever both burned something? I don't think we have. I mean, I've... You've I've, burned a lot of I've things. burned people <laughs> so bad they needed aloe vera from that sick burn. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever burned. I don't think we've ever co-burned something. Yeah, co-burned. <laughs> the co-burn report. That's what we should call <laughs> our next podcast. And it'll just be us burning just things. Just us burning things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was so dumb. Uh, God, I just... I was super disappointed in this. So I guess if you have, like, zero expectations, it's worth watching, I, I guess. <laughs> you know what this is good for? That, that's a really good quote. <laughs> Here, this is what, this is the only thing that is good for, in my opinion. If you know somebody, either your spouse or a family member, that you want to watch WandaVision with you, but they haven't watched any mm-hmm. Marvel movies. And they're and not they committed to it. And they refuse to. Yeah. Then they're like, say, I'll watch the show you... with you, but I really don't give a shit. Okay, can, can you give me 13 minutes of your life? <laughs> Then, no. then if they still say no, I don't know what to do for you. But you could recommend these two bullshit ass things. Uh, and- what you can do is send an email to dtfpod at gmail dot com with your friends or spouse or whoever's name, yeah, and we'll burn them on our yeah. co burn on report. the co burn report. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, no, do not recommend in general. All right. I want to talk about something that was better. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's your review. Pretty low bar. <laughs> um, we also checked out Cobra Kai Season 3. 
which dropped on New Year's Day, as we mentioned last week, a little a week early, or maybe not, according to Stephen. <laughs> he thinks it was it's a my, scheme. I have a conspiracy theory yeah, about it. Yeah, he thinks it was a scheme. Uh, it was an inside job by <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. Um, obviously, this follows the characters of Karate Kid as adults, and then their kids. So, in case you weren't aware of that, you probably shouldn't be watching season three at this point. Uh, this is actually the first season of the show that is after the Netflix acquisition, because the first two were produced by YouTube. Yes. So this was probably, we were expecting to see some changes probably this season, which we did. Um, At the very least, like a bigger budget, right? You yes. You expect. Yeah. Um, had all the usual returning characters as well as a few new characters, which we won't get into because mm-hmm. it's spoilery, but. I, I mean, there was some characters that we did not see and all we got was like a. A quick like reference, like, oh, mention. well, they aren't here because of some subtext of last season, and yeah. so yeah. that's why they're not here. And yeah, <laughs> it so makes there's... me wonder if they just didn't want to use those characters being with Netflix, or if it was some kind of scheduling conflict, or uh, just creatively they didn't have a direction they wanted to use those characters. But like a lot of these kids are just kind of not to be mean. They're just kind of background filler for the dojo, right? Yeah. They're not really there to be on screen for more than just somebody has to get punched and kicked and interact with somebody else Yeah, that also was not important. Right. I mean, I do notice that after that, the one character you're talking about is missing, now the main situation is one hot girl on each karate dojo team. So. Okay. So what you're saying is Netflix is trying to replace them with more attractive people. It does seem that way. <laughs> Netflix is being Who has mean conspiracy girls. theories now? Okay. <laughs> it's just something I noticed. That's all. Um, there were 10 episodes like there were previously. Um, we watched all 10 episodes of this and I, I have to say I was not as thrilled about this season. I'm... I'm confused about what I really think of the show because (laughs) (laughs) watching it, Uh I feel like I enjoyed it Okay, and I kept wanting to watch the next episode, Mm -hmm. but in retrospect, I feel like I didn't like it as much as I feel like I did while watching it. Mm -hmm. It's like McDonald's. It's like a Stockholm (laughs) Syndrome thing. Too. It's like McDonald's fries. You're or just like, anything McDonald's. Yeah, that's true. You get it, and you're like, yep, that's McDonald's. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been three years. I, you know what? I want some McDonald's. It's, then you like, it's eat so the good. Sh- I haven't you had eat it in a while. You eat the shit out of it, and you're like, yeah, this is good. And okay. then afterwards, you're like, yeah, that was just McDonald's. That's why I don't get it every yeah. three, until three years. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I was at a point, you probably remember, at a certain point in this, like maybe a couple episodes in, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't fucking care about the show anymore. Here's the problem with the show. It's too predictable. Yeah. They they have this little bubble formula that once you crack it, you know exactly what's going to happen yeah. with these characters. True. Because they don't... They do add new characters, but they really just... They do the CW thing where they really focus on using the same hub of characters and then changing their dynamic yeah within the show so there's always confrontation 
there's always something that fucks up their relationship again and they hate each other again mm-hmm. and for a different reason. There's always that one scene where all they needed was to shut the fuck up yeah. and listen to the other person yeah. explain the situation yeah. and that would have resolved everything. Yeah. But they always they always do the whole extreme thing yeah. and then I just, can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> Start fucking like lighting cars Throwing on fire and shit. Karate chops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My senses, I guess, for me is this is like a guilty pleasure type show. It's yeah. like it's you probably shouldn't like it, but it's like it it is to an extent enjoyable in the moment at least. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people online were like, Whoa, this is such a fucking good show, blah blah blah. This season's uh, so good. I saw a lot of that online and I was like, I don't I, understand. It's... I think it's probably the weakest of the three seasons in I my agree. mind. But I think it's for people who really, really enjoyed the original movies. Okay. Because there is a lot of nostalgia cameo stuff in this season, which I think is what people really enjoyed the most. That's true. I just, I I watched them when I was younger, but I was never, like, passionate about The Karate Kid. Yeah, same. I think I have the NES game still, but yeah. I don't know if I ever really played it much. Yeah, I also was not, I don't even... I think I might have only seen the first Karate Kid, and I think I only saw it, like, as almost an adult already, so, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't really care. So, I was in karate when I was a kid, and I was really into it. Okay. Until I wasn't. And it was only for, like, a couple months. Yeah. So. (laughs) I will say, I will, I I do love in the show the constant references from people being like, I didn't even know karate was popular anymore. I don't really understand this town's obsession with karate. <laughs> like, like they're there, the there common viewer. There is this fourth wall yeah. of clearly making fun of the fact that karate is kind of an outdated yeah, thing. Yeah, it's completely outdated. It makes no sense and no one cares about it. But they're like acting like it's still the 80s. It's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say I do enjoy the acting. Um, I do love the idea that they have changed the role of the antagonist from the movies and made him now a protagonist. Yeah, I like that too. Um, Which obviously is the whole concept. It's called Cobra Kai, right? So I just... My biggest problem is that it's just... It's too much musical chairs with the characters. Yeah. As far as the rivalries go, I guess. Yeah, my biggest problem with this season for me was... Every time I turned around, I was like, nope, that's illegal. That wouldn't be happening. Someone would call the cops. Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot of things that are just not realistic. They're not at all. Exactly like you said. Yeah. None of this is legal. Yeah. Someone someone would be around and notice. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) especially in Orange County. It's not like it's a low populated area. One person would say, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to call the cops. Yeah. Exactly. And they would do that from, from the privacy of their car. Nobody would know. They wouldn't yeah. walk up to them and interrupt. They would just be like, yeah, uh, there's like yeah. a thing. I mean, there's like a moment where like one of the the groups of kids like basically steals from a actual arcade. Yeah. Uh, you know, like mini like a, golf real business. Yes, like a boomer's they arcade straight up situation. stole from them. Yeah. I this mean, takes place in 2020, right? Yeah. It, as far as we're aware, it's yeah. current time. Yeah, so there's cameras. So there's cameras. Yeah. Uh, the guy who worked there should have told his boss, yeah, these yep. guys stole this yeah. stuff. Like, it, there's no consequences for any of the actions that happen in this show. That's my biggest annoyance with it is 
it's outlaw land. Yeah. They get away with Lord anything they do. There's no real consequences. The biggest consequence was basically the outcome of season two, which was a huge play huge. into season three. True. They really undermined that whole plot line. Yeah. And made it like a quick, like, it was done within the, the first third of the season mm-hmm. uh, being resol- resolved. Yeah. Like, no big deal. And I think because of that, not having any kind of consequences for the stuff, it feels like you don't have that emotional investment in these characters because, yeah. like, you enjoy what they're doing with their interactions and, like, sometimes they're cool karate shit. Yeah. But, like, otherwise, it's very predictable and it just feels like kind of lazy and writing. fucking annoying at some times. So. Like, the plot point with the main character, uh-huh. Miguel, I feel like that should have been something that lasted the entire season. Yes. And we don't get that satisfying outcome mm-hmm. until, like, a tease maybe at the end. Right. Or something that's going to be, like, a big reveal. Yeah. Not just, like, the CW treatment. Right. Here's the problem. Oh, no. Our life is over. And then here's the fix. Two episodes later. It really minimizes the issue that that could have been a much more serious situation. Um, That all said, I do love the humor of this show. Yeah. I think the humor is spot on. Yeah. For me, at least. It it, it always gets me giggling. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) I enjoy the uh, Johnny Lawrence, like his character, a lot. Like, his, like, mm-hmm. weird... His attitude. His, like, attitude and how he, like, doesn't understand technology yeah. or whatever, like... So, what, what's your verdict? Um... How many kicks are you given this? We've changed our system just for this one episode. Yeah. This one show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna slice it. Because I found myself annoyed a lot. Like, there was a couple of points at which I could have just walked away and not watched the rest of it. But I felt like I should finish it. So, I'm gonna slice this one. For the most part, I okay. enjoyed it. I just... <laughs> what? I feel like we just kind of, like, said oh, we didn't like it and <laughs> gave it a slice it. Well, pretty I'm, good. I I'm, I would say pretty good because... Yeah. Like, I'm torn because I feel like I, I'm between a test it and a slice it. Like, I feel like the writing could be better. Yeah. I feel like they could do more with some of these characters. But at the same time, I found myself watching the whole fucking yeah, season. Yeah, this is one of those things where you're like, yes, objectively it wasn't that good, but I enjoyed my time watching it. So it's kind of hard to like reconcile those two ratings. So I guess that just means that I need to look at myself as a person <laughs> in the mirror. And ask and why say, you like trash. <laughs> yeah, or... or <laughs> I was like, you watched you watch the Teen Mom series for a few seasons. Are you better or worse by watching this one. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. where I need to, to be with myself. Yeah. Um, if you just, like, if you're okay with, like, not, like, I have a really hard time questioning the scenario here. Like, there were so many times that I was like, nope, that's not realistic, and I couldn't buy into it. Mm-hmm. But if you can, if you're one of those people that can just let go of that, you won't have any problem with this at all. Especially if you like CW shows. Like, it was enjoyable if you could let go of that. I think it the show really hangs on to the idea of, the people watching it are the viewers who were kids during the old movies, and they're trying to bring it into watching with their their current okay kids, yeah. right? It, I wouldn't want to watch this with kids. Are you kidding? In really? Cur- you don't think like a middle school and up would watch no, the show? Because they're you're encouraging fighting. It's a terrible example that they're setting for kids. I mean, they kind of get into that in the show <laughs> a little do. bit, but like. <laughs> 
I agree. It's very <laughs> like, like again, there's no consequences for anything. No. Oh, just break this guy's arm. Yeah, it's no big deal. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. This is not a kid's show at all, in my opinion, because of that. It's just a poor, poor example of how to behave as a child. Yeah. <laughs> as a high schooler. Yeah. I kind of am curious if this will bring up some kind of a, a concern that in like on social media or something of people being upset like well this could like <laughs> encourage violence yeah, it's or like bullying glorifying violence and there bullying. you go glorifying Just that's like the better with word teen mom there are issues of glorifying teen pregnancies so i mean they made they made money. essentially millions for yeah. their bad decision right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't mean it in the sense that <laughs> I, I just mean you're not wrong. I just mean. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it wasn't a bad decision that they made much of yeah, money. It turned out to be a pretty good decision, but at the time, though, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just imagine how many teen moms were out there. Like, I don't understand. I did what MTV wanted. Yeah, where's why, my money? Why am I not on the show? Do I yet? get the check in the mail, or do I have yeah. to apply for it? <laughs> Yeah. Um, is, is this a part of the stimulus check or... Uh, okay, so, you know what? Fuck it. We spent, I don't know, what, 15 plus minutes talking about it. Yeah. So, I guess it's good enough that I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slice it. Why the okay. fuck not? I'll, I'll right. slice it with my fucking wood chopping You're going to karate slice it? <laughs> Ryan House slice. You say wood chopping palms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. If you don't believe me, let me give you a little test of what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sound it makes? I don't know. It just made I mean, up. it's Cobra Kai. It would yeah. sound like a snake. Yeah. Or a viper. Yeah. Like dodgeball. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think... This is a show that's going to last much longer, though, because I do feel like it is getting a little stale as far as yeah. where the story is going. Yeah, I don't think they so. They did give a bit of a tease as though they are looking to change up the for next season, right? Mm-hmm. We do know there's a season four yeah. already going to be I think next season is the only other permutation of people hating each other they haven't done yet. So, <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, they have to like get past the current group of people right they'd have to expand to other groups right it's like it naturally you just have to exactly unless you're trying to go for a few seasons and you're done yeah you have to evolve yes all right let's move on we also checked out another little unscripted docuseries called a history of swear words this dropped on netflix on january 5th and it is hosted by Nicolas Cage. So that's already good. Um, each episode covers a different swear word. And it had a ton of celebrity guests on each episode. Talking about various aspects of each swear word. Um, the episode There are six episodes currently. I hope they continue this. Uh, the episodes that are up currently are fuck, shit, bitch, dick, pussy, and damn. Personally, I don't really know how damn and dick are in there. But whatever. And they kind of cover that too, yeah. right? A little bit. At yeah, least they talk it. about the evolution of words be meaning profane things versus not, mm-hmm. and all that, and over time how they evolve. So, 
Yeah, there were, uh, Sarah Silverman was on I there, mean, Nick they, Offerman. They call it an unscripted yeah. docuseries, but let's be honest. Everything that was said was thought out ahead of time. Okay, so I'm here's what I think. I think Nicolas Cage was scripted, but I think mm. the comedians were not. I think what they did was they just had them take a lot of takes of random things that they wanted to say, and then they just took the best of the collection. Oh, for sure. They wrote stuff for it, but it wasn't like a set script, I think is what they mean by that. It wasn't like, you're going to say this, and you're going to say that. They were like, Mm -hmm. here's the concept, and they asked them questions about it, and then they talked about it. That'd be my guess. Mm -hmm. So, loosely scripted, if you will. Yeah. At least the uh, Posey episode. Yeah, I knew you were going to fucking say that. Did you? I did. As soon as I said loosely, I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Well, you know, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So, I enjoyed this. I feel like there's a clear winner in the episodes. And I felt like the fuck episode was the best one. Which they put number one, They put number one. So, they wanted to start strong. Yep. Um, I felt like this, I feel like shit was the weakest and the other yeah. ones were all about equal to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, naturally what I did was, well, which one sounds the most appealing, you know? Yeah. So we basically watched it in order of what we thought would be more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah, shit was kind of a disappointing one. Yeah, I was super disappointed um, in it. But I will say, I think it had the most historical context right. of the episodes. Where That's the other true. ones I felt like were more just... Hey, let's see what these older comedians can make some jokes regarding the word. Yeah. Where and to be honest, I, I know I'm saying that this was probably one of the least exciting of the episodes. I did kind of want that more of a educational mm-hmm. value to this of the word in history and culture and blah yeah. blah blah. Mm-hmm. And really, even though it's called history of swear words, it really was more about just making jokes and. Giving your own personal thoughts on the word well, they by did. a lot of these people versus the actual history and and knowledge of the word. Like, even they had some people who were, like, historians or um, people who had, like, they had high education in these words. Yes. <laughs> in, There's people that literally study swear words and they yeah, have a they graduate degree in it. It's crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and I enjoyed those kind of things that they talked about. But, like, half of the time it was, like, they told this really interesting story about the history or, or creation of the word. Mm-hmm. And then they follow up with, like, that would have been cool, but that's not how... That that was just a made-up thing. No, yeah, that's what they're... They're saying it was, like, this is an old wives' tale that people made up how mm-hmm. something happened. Like, the, the fuck episode that happens in there. Mm-hmm. And that's a story that it's funny enough that that's... That we watched this because a few weeks ago, somebody at work was like, yeah, this used to mean that. And I was mm. like, oh, that's fucking weird. I don't know about that. But I just walked away from it. I didn't I care. I wonder if it was in the trailer they showed that. Maybe. But they didn't give the reveal that that was fake. Maybe, And yeah. then somebody saw the trailer and was like, oh, yeah, okay, I know that. Oh, I'm an expert. Yeah. Um, and then when we watched this, I was like, oh, sweet. I gotta go fucking tell that person they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cunt. <laughs> Which was noticeably absent, by the way. Yeah, that was something that bothered me. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, you... Well, first, cunt, yeah. So, (laughs) that wasn't there. Yeah. Which... I don't know how I guess I, you could make the argument, like, well, you already had pussies, so you don't need, like, a bunch of the same essential context 
different yeah. words, same context, I guess. right? But like then use cunt. Yeah. Pussy's not really a swear like, word. It made me it made me feel like, well, see they were they're trying to come out like, oh yeah, we're uncensored, but like, yeah, but you were kind of scared to use cunt. I you? feel like I'm um, hoping that they are gonna do another like little series with six new words and cunt will be one of the next ones. You know what's ironic though was the episode that had pussy, they referenced cunt, but she said the C word. She didn't say cunt. But then there was an another episode where she did say where she said cunt. Yes. The same person. Yes. And it wasn't even relevant to the word that they were talking <laughs> no, it about. Wasn't. That was funny though. So I was like, I don't understand. Where, where do they pick and choose when it's okay to say that then? It's probably just how she decided to refer to it and mm. then yeah. um, just went with it. Overall, I enjoyed it enough that I would watch more. But I will say, I was a little disappointed and like, I felt like some of it was... I'm probably going to get hate for this. I feel like it got a little preachy and some of it was like kind of undertoned of social narratives... Yeah. That they were kind of pushing on some of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine, I guess. But, like, yeah, then so, promote it like that. So Don't for, just, like, put it in there a few episodes later. Yeah. In a lot of the different episodes, they talked about how there were roots in hip-hop or early rap music and stuff like that. But then, for example, so, like, there are social movements associated with those times, right? Mm -hmm. But then they referenced Kendrick Lamar in the Damn episode because he named it as his album Damn. But that Mm -hmm. was in 2012. That's not anything groundbreaking. Wasn't it 2017? That's what I thought Or 17. Either fucking way. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's even worse because it's, like, not that far ago. Kendrick Lamar is not... uh, I mean, yeah, he's an artist. Cool. He won a Pulitzer. That's awesome. But... It's not because he named his album Damn. I feel like that's an unnecessary trying to imbue his album title with some kind of, uh, how do you call it, revolutionary mm-hmm. spirit. And I don't know yeah. that that's, I didn't see that there. I mean, where was Blink-182? Yes. He referenced uh, their song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the, sh- the shit song is. Shit, piss. Fuck, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, <laughs> cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, and twat. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Where's the nobody uh, mentioned where's that? The history of that That's song? That's fucking rude. <laughs> no, there's definitely examples of things. It felt like they were leaning into like certain things instead of like the word overall. Yes, and, and like at least do different cultures too. Yeah. Like, don't just do like one hub. But that's yeah. actually not what I was talking about. I was oh, okay. Like for example, it was pretty apparent in uh, I think the bitch episode and the pussy episode mm-hmm. where. Um, at least one of the comedians was very clearly a feminist Mm -hmm. and the way she talked about stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it felt like there was this sense of it's damning to say these words because they are undermining women overall. Mm -hmm. But then when it was like the dick episode, it felt like, oh, but it's okay to call somebody a dick because it's funny. Yeah. But it was the same concept of, well... But you're undermining men then in that sense, right? So it just felt like there was this contradicting view that it was okay for some of these words but not other ones, which I thought was kind of unnecessary. But maybe it also highlights how society views words. Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of their goal is to kind of expose or remind people that there's these meanings behind words that don't make sense. Like, there's this, like, a meme that goes around every now and then that says, why do you call a man pussies? Like... Don't call a man a pussy because 
pussy isn't something weak. Like, women give birth mm-hmm. to children and their pussy goes back to normal afterwards. Dicks wouldn't do that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I just like... If someone calls me a pussy, I just say, well, you are what you eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they did. They highlighted how there were cases where the origin of the insult or the origin of the word being an insult was potentially problematic in that it was a backwards, a backhanded thing towards women. Like calling Mm -hmm. a guy a pussy to call him a weak person is saying he's woman-like is an insult, but then that's also insulting women to calling. I get that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, but they also didn't have problems saying dick to somebody. Yeah. Like that wasn't, undermining to men you know what i'm saying yeah it just it was contradicting yeah i get it anyways i i guess what i would have liked to see is more of the history and yes. less of the I, uh, opinions which is what i felt like this more you know what this reminded me of huh do you did you ever watch those vh1 shows back in like the i don't know i almost say like mid to like 90s i love the 90s or yeah yeah yes. it was like it, this was literally what that was. Yeah. In fact, I think some. I think Sarah Silverman was probably even on some of those. I think she was too, yeah. Um, that's basically what it was. They had, like, comedians or people that, like, just, I guess, were deemed funny. Mm-hmm. And they would just basically talk about whatever the theme was. Usually it was, like, you know, something from a, a decade or right. or a type of music or something. And they just basically make all these jokes and explain, like, how the culture of things were in that mm-hmm. decade in, in society and stuff. And yeah. Like, it's interesting. It, it felt like it was just that show. But, like, yeah. about words. That's true. They did. It's funny because they did have, like, a, a short section in each one talking about when it first came up, what it was used for, and a couple of the meanings throughout history. But that was kind of, like, a two-minute section of each one. And I felt like more of that would have been more mm-hmm. entertaining. Yeah. I agree with you. And as far as Nicolas Cage, I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. He did this in one day. Oh, yeah. He recorded this probably in his own living room in one day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, not to say he didn't do a good job. He did a great job. And they really took advantage of Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah. The, the, the Nicolas Cage that people like to see, <laughs> yeah. right? Of a random actor. <laughs> <laughs> this poll we took of a random of a actor. random actor, yeah. yeah. But I kind of think I would have enjoyed more if they did the route of each episode had a different host yeah. based off what the that actor was. was known for saying. Yes. Obviously, Samuel L. Jackson would have been for fuck. Yeah. And then Aaron Paul would have been for bitch. For bitch. Yeah. You know, where was his cameo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were so many things that it was clearly just dependent <laughs> on the person. Timmy from South Park could be for yeah. pussy. True. Pussy. Um, a lot of missed opportunities with uh, the the different hosting. Have, yeah, for having words. a different host for everyone would have been better, I think. And I agree with you because we were kind of talking about that how they, they before we started it, how they should have like guest mm-hmm. people before we knew there were going to be lots of guests. But I feel like they didn't have the guests that I expected or wanted. Mm-hmm. So um, all in all, like it was a fun watch. I don't really say, I wouldn't say prioritize it over anything, but like maybe if you're looking for something to watch. Well, they're like 20 minutes. Yeah. If you could throw like, it on while you're like. I don't have time to do very much. Let me throw this on while yeah. I do laundry or whatever. Like do that. And aside from like the historical thing where they drew the little animated mm-hmm. events. The timeline. Yeah. yeah. Of like the origin of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Aside from those little skits, 
you really could get away with just listening. It could to have been this. a podcast. Yeah. Like, you really don't need to watch it because you're yeah. just watching people standing on a stool. Yeah. While they're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really standing tall. Standing on a stool. <laughs> the camera is really far away because they get the whole. Yeah, scene from in the there. bottom of the stool to the top you of the stool. You know, you're just seeing them on a stool like, yeah. with a, a one one off background color. Like, it's. Yeah. You don't need to, to watch this, like, yeah. full attention. Um, I did laugh a lot at this, so I'm going to say I will slice it. I laughed a little. I, I'd say I laughed a lot in Nicolas Cage stuff and then some of the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for me, uh, this was probably a test it for me. Yeah. I, I was a little bit disappointed as far as what I thought I was getting out of this. But I, I could see why this would be appealing to, to most people. Just to hear comedians make jokes about swear words. Yeah. But like you said, the, why was damn even there? It should it, it was ridiculous that that's even there. Yeah. It was there essentially just to prove their point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> to prove... Because they had a lot of jokes about why yeah. is damn even a fucking yeah. swear word. Yeah. I, if they do make a season two, I do hope that they kind of come out with a little bit stronger words. Yeah, I agree. I guess Cunt would have to replace Fuck since they already did that one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another perfect example. Like, they gave in this for shit. They go, well, I think Sarah Silverman said it. She's like, we have a four-letter word for shit that's okay. It's called crap. Yeah. So why can't we say shit? Like, yeah. what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. And so I guess that's like cunt for pussy, right? Yeah, that's true. Cunt for pussy. Cunt for pussy. <laughs> cunt, cunt for pussy. Cunt for pussy. That, that's going to be like a nice beat, I think, yeah, at some point. Yeah, definitely. It's like boats and hoes, but it's like the new hit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about what else we watched. <laughs> On a hard left turn here. Yeah, this is a bit of a... Um, we probably should have. <laughs> should probably should have put this one put at the, the beginning order of differently. our. <laughs> so we also checked out Pixar's Soul on Disney Plus. Um, Actually, to be honest, I don't think any of these really would have matched. No, none of them. None of them would have. It doesn't go with anything. Uh, so Soul launched on Disney Plus on Christmas Day, uh, December twenty fifth of last year, um, and it's a standard Pixar movie, computer animated fantasy comedy drama. I'm really bummed that dramedy is not taking over because I feel like that's an easy way to say that. But everybody's doing like comedy dash drama, and I don't like that. Just side note. Probably because it probably doesn't doesn't seem like it's taken seriously to say yeah, it that way. Well, it should be. I think it's you know I'm always it's, it's morphing words together. Yeah. you know that. <laughs> um, like dry ice, yeah. just call it dry ice. Dry ice. Yeah. Are, why are we wasting time? Yeah. So. The story of Soul follows a middle school teacher named Joe Gardner who seeks to reunite his soul and his body after they are accidentally separated just before his big break as a jazz musician. Jamie Foxx voices the main character, Joe, and Tina Fey is 22, who is... She's that young? (laughs) Wow, she's looking good. She plays a character named 22 who is a soul who is kind of trapped in what they're calling... The great before, not the great beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, she's this character. That's obviously from the, <laughs> the land before time. Yeah, the joke Copyrights. is that she's they when they that she's been there for a very long time. That's where her number is so small. Um, she's been through a lot. 
presumably she's the 22nd soul to exist. Yes, exactly. I thought the story for this was very interesting. I I don't know what I expected. I didn't read too much about this because... I don't think I even saw the trailer. Uh, well, no, uh, I think we saw the trailer like back in the day in theaters. Yeah, we did. Long um, time ago. But yeah, I didn't really put much thought into this movie. Like, I knew I was going to watch it yeah. because it's a Pixar movie and it's going to yeah. be on Disney Plus at some point. Yes. And so I was like, I'll see it when it's out eventually. Yeah. Um, and that's long before it was even announced to be on Disney Plus, right? And so I really didn't know what I was getting into. I just knew it was going to have some kind of cultural theme with jazz music. Yeah, there was a uh, lot of jazz. Um, I will say, though, I I think this m- movie had very little actual music mm-hmm. components to it than I expected. I thought it was going to be more uh, like a musical-based thing. Yeah. And it was really... They had small moments of that to like just kind of be like, yeah, see, he's he's a jazz guy. Yeah. But it wasn't really the focus. It was just kind of his backstory. I agree. So I I noticed that as well. I felt like I expected there to be more music. And so I was a little surprised. Um, but I thought it was really cool what they did with the different graphic types in the different places. So there's... Uh, or the different characters or whatever. So you've got, like, the people in the regular world. And then you have the souls in the great before. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the counselors or whatever, the Jerry's. They're a completely different art type as well. You know what they reminded me of? Like, the, um... Yes. The, the, what? It, I keep talking, but I know exactly. There's, like, a uh, fucking cartoon or whatever that comes to my mind. Uh, I was just gonna say, they remind me of the old Mac logo. Oh. Like the Apple oh, yeah, Macintosh yeah. look. It's like the, I don't know. It, it looked like it was like a face, right? Yes. The, yeah. the weird zigzag kind of nose yeah, situation. Yeah, the nose thing. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking of there's like a detective cartoon that the little one reminded me of. Eh, it doesn't matter. Oh. Is that, is that Pink there, Panther? Oh, is it? Like, Shit. is that the detective from Pink Panther? Maybe. But it was like. You know what? It's um they they were in commercials for a while. There was like these line art not yeah, there are these line art detectives and they were in oh my god. Spy versus Spy. The like oh, black and white. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The yeah, look, I get that now. Yeah. The, just the shorter one. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I saw that and I and was like And he was doing a lot of spying. He was doing a lot of fucking spying. So <laughs> Uh, so he's like their cousin who didn't make it as an actual spy. Yes. <laughs> so I thought it was really cool how they, they had those distinct art styles, and then they also had times that the one art style went through different colorations when mm-hmm. his soul fell off the thing, and he goes through different layers. Yeah, like layers. when they put him in that like that middle realm that was kind of like a freezing time thing. Yes, it, it was a nice little. It, it reminded me kind of of a. Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, I agree. So I thought what they did with the graphics and the animation, and this was really fucking cool. There was a lot of fun stuff going on. And uh, it was just interesting to see what they could do with the different styles. And the story was nice. It was a little heavy at times. (laughs) We never watched... um... Inside Out. No, we did not. Which I hear is extremely heavy. Emotionally. Yeah, I always wanted to watch it, but I never want like. Oh, we can watch it. I'll watch it with you. Yeah, we just have to be ready to watch a comedy afterwards, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but 
I feel like this probably has a lot of that kind of weight mm-hmm. in this film. The way it, it at least it affected me pretty heavy near the end. I got pretty yeah. choked up with some of the stuff. Yeah, I think this movie it. It's saying so many messages by telling the one story yeah. in my mind. It it's covering reflection of of your life, mm-hmm. whether alive or, or passing, mm-hmm. you know. It covers to an extent like your midlife midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Um just it, there's moments where you know it made made me feel like am I doing enough with my life that I can if I were in this position, would I be okay with where I am right now? Or right. would I be Joe? Saying, I'm not ready. I got to go back. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, there was a lot of heavy emotional weight to yes. to some of what Joe was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that they really captured that well for the, the viewer to kind of be Joe in that Absolutely, sense. Absolutely, yeah. Fill in whatever your occupation is or whatever your fucking passion is that yes. that you are diving into. Yeah. And they had this really cool concept of, um, what did they call them? Uh, the, the people that were lost. Lost souls. Uh, lost souls. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I know it was something like that. Uh, and it was a really clever concept of like, what the lost souls were and like again you can relate to like fuck i was like am i a lost soul sometimes you know (laughs) it's very interesting like it it, i think they brought up a lot of concepts that people can really dive into thinking about yeah um whether internally or just like as a grand scale concept of like humanity yes and um i really loved this i think it was a great film I feel like it might have been a little too long. Like, I think they kind of could have trimmed it down a bit. I think it was a little slow near the middle, but um, mm-hmm. this shit was deep. It yeah, hit me hard. It was very deep. It yeah. hit me hard. I yeah. I um I know nothing about jazz, but I sure as fuck felt like I knew Joe. I could tell you that. Yeah, definitely. He, yeah, it. They do everything that they need to to make you really know the character and what he's going through. Mm-hmm. The only critique i think i could make that uh is i feel like the ending i think i would have liked to have seen a different ending like i guess the opposite of what happens and i I, obviously i'm being cryptic because i don't want to fucking spoil it but like i just i feel like it would have had a little bit more significance if it ended how you wouldn't have expected it to yes I also felt that the ending made it a little bit cheapened. I don't know, not cheapened, but no. That, I think that's an. I think that's an understandable. Yeah. Description. It's yeah. It does feel like it. As heavy as it was, it does feel like maybe it lost a little bit of its weight. Yeah. In the resolution. Yeah. Even if the message is still there and still uplifting. Yeah, it's very nice how the resolution happened and why. But I felt like the resolution took a little bit away from what happened before it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, I mean, I, I think it was, a, I mean, obviously we saw, what the fuck's that movie? Uh, the, the Pixar movie we watched this earlier this year. Outward? Upward? Onward. Onward. <laughs> Close. Downtown? Uh, Forward, backward? Uh, 
I I do feel like this was significantly better than Onward. Oh yeah. Uh, but I did enjoy Onward, but yeah. I think this had a different level of polish mm-hmm. and storytelling that that one didn't have. Onward felt like it was a we have these cool, really big actors right now. Yeah. Let's throw them together as voice actors. Yeah. And get that casual audience in there mm-hmm. uh, for the popcorn flick. Yeah. This felt like this was really more about the story. Yes. And telling something creative and artistic. Yeah. I just really loved it, to be honest. I, I, I'm sure it's obvious what my rating is. <laughs> it, I dissect this. Yeah. I'll probably watch it again, to be honest. Yeah. I'm going to dissect it as well. I very much enjoyed it. I feel like watching it again probably will open up different things that I didn't notice the first time. So I'm down to check it out with you Mm -hmm. again. It did bring up questions, though. There was things that happened. I was like, well, again, this is like a a cartoon universe that has (laughs) no, like, there's no reason to, like, look for the logic. There's no reason to look for But I did have some things that happened with certain characters. There was, like, these themes of how they could migrate through the the construct they're in. Yes. And I, I kind of was like, I, I'm curious how the rules work within this realm. Because yeah. it doesn't seem like it makes sense based off what's happening with other characters. Yeah. But if you put that aside, like, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Because they aren't, they're, they're supporting characters. It's not really relevant. Right. It's just there to help with progression, I guess. hmm But, yeah. So, I guess we're DTF? I think we're DTF. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's still on Disney Plus. Uh, if you guys are interested, definitely go check it out. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, definitely check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at DTF Pod, or check out our website, DTFcast.com. Um, in the meantime, we're going to get into our gaming news. Yeah, right out of the gate, we only have one change with releases, or delays, cancellations, whatever you want to call it. Um Outriders has been delayed to April 1st, and this is not a joke. I don't know about that. Um, they, no, they, they put out a statement, and they said specifically this is no joke. This is no joke. They are re- releasing it April 1st, okay. but a demo featuring all classes will be available in late February with single-player and co-op story stuff to play. Okay, that's cool. The game was originally set for October, was pushed to February, mm-hmm. and now it's being pushed to April. Okay. So it sounds like they're just going to release a demo in the slot of when the game would have been released. Okay, that makes sense. To, to hold to, people over. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I mean, if this is a second delay, they're kind of like, we don't like, want to... We gotta give them something. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, 2077... Yeah. You don't want to have that kind of scenario, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's a good way for them to get an idea mm-hmm. what needs to be fixed. Uh, so another fun thing, we, we've kind of talked about this a little bit in the past, that it was going to happen. Nintendo World, as part of Universal Studios in Japan, is officially still opening February 4th of this year. Uh, slight catch, if you don't live there, it sucks to suck, you can't go. They're saying no tourists, they've closed registration or um, ticket purchases through travel agencies you have to be a resident and so they're trying to maintain their business but not allowing non-residents to go to they can try to kind of minimize the attendance to their parks which is kind of a bummer but i get it it's to be safer i mean it makes sense yeah totally they're doing all kinds of screening stuff on the way into the park and everything yeah, so like they it's, put a thermometer in your butt yeah right in your butt yeah and then they just reuse it on the next person yeah <laughs> 
this will stop the spread. Um, so that's uh, just in case anybody's looking forward to it, but obviously won't be able to go. Um, the rides that they're going to have are Mario Kart Koopa's Challenge and Yoshi's Adventure. Um, pardon I, me? I don't have any clue what kind of rides these are, but I really want to hope that Koopa's Challenge, like the, the Mario Kart one, mm-hmm. is just like the Simpsons ride, but a Mario Kart race. Yeah, that like, would be that's cool. That's what I want it to be. That would be really cool. Maybe it's like under the theme of like a championship cup where like right. it's like four tracks all in one ride yeah and you just breeze in three different tracks and yeah. like have the interactions with all the other carts like attacking you and stuff and you know oh, you that... get the infamous banana yeah and and it spins the cart around with yeah. you in it and you're like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you have to say that <laughs> if you don't say it the ride stops yeah so. <laughs> it's on a screen there's some disgruntled guy like i'm not gonna say it <laughs> They had to shut down for hours until he said it. Until he said it. Um, yeah, I feel like one of them is probably going to be some kind of roller coastery type situation. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I hope, is what you described. Because that sounds fucking great. The Yoshi's Adventure. I saw screenshots. It looked like it's just like this weird Yoshi thing that you sit in. Mm-hmm. Like you scooped out his back and you just sit inside it. <laughs> They couldn't just make it like so you're riding it, Yoshi. It looked like the. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I could be completely. Out wrong. His back. <laughs> I could be wrong, but it looked like it was kind of like the Dumbo or teacup oh, ride. That's situation. unfortunate. I hope it's more. Yeah. Enjoyable. <laughs> I hope they didn't scoop out his back. Yeah. Do you think they had to use like an ice cream scoop? Like, was it long and painful? <laughs> oh, that's gross. Uh, and then just a couple of items from their Canopio Cafe from the restaurant, bacon and cheese Mario burger. Did they make Mario into a burger? I don't understand. It's a me, a Mario burger. <laughs> uh, piranha plant caprese and question block tiramisu. Um, I hope it's a yellow square because that's hilarious if that's the case. I would imagine. Yeah. So, there's going to be a few other activities and whatnot. You can, like, buy merch, as usual, for Universal Studios Parks. So, um, I hope this goes well and safely, and I hope... How do they not do piranha eggplant parmesan? It's probably too expensive to make. Also, nobody (laughs) would want it. Yeah, I mean... But, okay, for, like, a vegan option? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. Or I guess it would be just a vegetarian. Eggplant parmesan could work for vegan. You'd have to use so... Uh, well, you don't have to. You you could you could yeah, do that. Yeah, if you don't want it to taste better. <laughs> you almost said good, didn't you? Yeah, I I caught myself. <laughs> Eggplant would never <laughs> taste good. It's not possible. Eggplant parmesan actually it's pretty a le- good. It's a legal thing. Mm, I see. Um, <laughs> you know why people think it tastes good? Hmm. Because it's coated with breadcrumbs. Yeah. Which covers the shit taste. I see. Well. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Egg, piranha, plant, piranha eggplant parmesan. Yeah. You got the theme of piranha plant. You got the theme of Italian. True. You got the theme of plumber. Yeah. Because that's going to be flowing through your pipes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, this sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe one day in the distant future. Well, we'll this get is one. the one in Japan, right? Yes, it is. So. So we're far we'll off We'll get one in our Hollywood location eventually. eventually but yeah. <laughs> Probably won't be as cool and, and I'm sure kooky. it'll be a lot smaller. Do you think the meals will be different 
because these look like they're kind of based out of Japanese cuisines. A cheeseburger? Japan is known for their Kobe beef. Oh. (laughs) I'm not even making a joke. It's hell of expensive. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I feel like they're probably going to do the same meals. That'd be my guess. But tiramisu, isn't that Japanese? Isn't no, like that's a soup? Italian. What? What is that? I've never heard of this. Tiramisu? It's like a... I don't know how to describe it. I don't like it. Is it a soup? No. It's a cake type item. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was like some kind of Japanese soup with like a like a tofu cube in it. No! <laughs> Hilarious, That's why I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a question block." Tiramisu is like a like a sponge cake item, and there's okay. like frosting and. All right, well, then I guess yeah. I just don't know. <laughs> um, our our old neighbor used to make it around the holidays, but I don't remember. And doesn't. Matter. I don't know what you're talking about. It so doesn't. It's fine. it's fine. I don't think I've had it. Obviously. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. So. Yeah, so that should be cool one day. For anybody who's already a resident of Japan, if you're listening, that's pretty fucking cool. So you yeah. should let us know. Send your uh, <laughs> pictures to dtfpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Also, this isn't even open yet, right? This isn't no, open February until 4th. February 4th, right? Correct. So soon. Yes, very soon. In a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also going to be other activities where you can like collect virtual coins and play against enemy characters. And a meet and greet, of course, where you can take pictures with Mario and Luigi. I mean, of course, right? Duh. That's yeah. the, what you do at yeah. theme parks. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, I've got a <laughs> nice picture of us at Universal with Megatron. Yes. I feel like there's so many other characters they could add to that. Like, Well, yeah. This is just they're starting out. Yeah. These are like the obvious ones. They'll probably like add in Link. Bowser at some point. Uh, Super Mario World. Well, it's Super Mario World, right? But eventually they're going to have other worlds, right? Yes. I would think. Yeah. There's options for expansion. Lots of options. At the very least, they'll have Donkey Kong, because I think he's a part of what they've... I mean, they have Mario Kart, so by that logic, every character from Mario Kart would be Mm -hmm. something they could use, which would include Link. Yeah. You know what they should do? Huh. They should have somebody walking around a character (laughs) with, like, foam purple spike shells. Yeah. Like, just, like, footballs with, like... Yeah. You know? And just throw them at people. <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be cool. Yeah. I don't think it'd be... Like, you keep it, obviously. Yeah, I don't think it'd It'll be, be, like, a fun, like, oh, cool, look at this freebie cool thing I got from my experience at Universal yeah. Mario World. Like, obviously, they're cheap as fuck, foam. Right. Like, your cat's gonna fuck it up as soon as you get home. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Not that I know things like that. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as the one-up factory shop, right? Like, let's be honest. You could probably buy all that shit without even going to the place. It's uh, 100%. Online, right? Yeah, definitely. They may eventually get to the point where they have some stuff that's special to the park. Like oh, of they course. do right now with the Harry Potter World stuff. Like, there's mm-hmm. certain things that you can't really find online except for people who bought it there and are reselling it. So, like what? Uh, like, I don't know. Just some random shit I've no. seen. Uh, nothing specific. Yeah, but. they had, like, it's like. Like Universal, they have like some exclusive character yes, Transformer exactly. toys, yeah. but like that's nothing you care about. All right, well, a little bit more Nintendo news in our quickies. Uh, the Nintendo eShop went down temporarily on I think it was the fifth, but they came out with a Monster Hunter demo for the new game coming out mm-hmm. on Switch, and apparently this. Demo was really popular and sought after by a lot of people. 
and so it caused problems on their eShop. Mm. And it, it crashed, and so they had to do a temporary maintenance to fix the problem. It took about five hours-ish before it was up and running again on the eShop. Bummer. So I guess that means we need to check this game out if it's that popular of a thing you have to yeah, apparently. go get, right? Uh, also, Netflix on the Wii U and 3DS are shutting down. Uh, so currently users have until June 30th of this year to continue to use the app on their devices. Uh, any new users can't go and download it. It's not available for them. Oh. Ironically, as of right now, there is still no Netflix app available on the Switch. So they're really just like, yeah, we don't give a fuck if you want to stream stuff. So they're really just like, yeah, we don't give a fuck if you want to stream stuff. Yeah, I think Hulu is the only thing as far as I can tell. No, they added... uh, I think Funimation just was added. So Funimation and Hulu, as far as I know, are the only video streaming services. Uh, On the PlayStation realm, apparently the PS4 is getting discontinued already. Sony Japan has announced it will end production of the PS4 Pro, except for one model of the PS4 Slim. So really, it's just everything but the PS4 Slim. Yes. In Japan, as far as as we know. I mean, let's be honest. This is going to come over to... Oh, for sure. They just haven't said it yet. They're just not saying it because they don't want to freak people out when there's not enough PS5s already. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they're trying to be like, how can we help increase our production of PS5s? And that's exactly what this is about. Yeah. Because you would not see this quickly of a transition of production. I think we just saw two. Wasn't there like the PS3 was still in production until like not so long ago? Yeah, I think you're right. Something crazy like that. Yeah. Um... So, this is obviously just so they can help produce more PS5s in their factories. Yeah. Makes sense. So, I would fully expect this to hit the U.S. market at some point soon. Yeah. Um, The only downside to this is, like, it's kind of forcing you to have to upgrade, right? Kind of, yeah. Because it's... I mean, if you already have one, then it's not. But this is kind of... (laughs) This kind of implies that they aren't going to focus on PS4 games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yes, there's a lot of games are going to be like the whole PS4 and PS5 will be compatible. But like it does have this underlining message that like they'll probably focus on the games being produced for PS5 though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's to be expected though. I get it. PS4 aren't even being sold anymore. Aside from the high number of already existing ones. But you have to assume within the next few years... A good chunk of those are going to be replaced anyways. That's true. So you wouldn't want to put all your development on a game that's going to be of last gen. Yeah, that's a good point. But we're now hearing rumors, too, that God of War uh, Ragnarok is going to be a PS4 game. So who knows? (laughs) Like, That's weird. Okay. Well, that's just like further of the whole messaging that the PS5 did where they said, oh, well, we believe in separating our generations but then they go and do exactly what xbox did anyways right yeah true so they didn't they didn't believe it that much yeah uh but on that topic of microsoft uh, apparently microsoft is asking xbox series x and s gamers if they want ps5 DualSense type features on their xbox controller this is via tech radar uh so they were giving out surveys to these people who had bought the Xbox Series X and S. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a survey for you, Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> where the hell is my survey? Yeah. I sure as fuck bought the goddamn console. 
I don't have a survey. Yeah, I... I I have both PS5 and Xbox Series X. If anybody should have a say in whether it's a good idea, it should be the person who gets to use both. Yeah. And can give you a... A well-informed... Realistic answer. It's true, yeah. I keep checking my email. I don't see one either. I mean, the funny thing is all the articles that say that they're contacting people is none of them say how they're contacting Hmm. But it's assumed email, right? Are they cold I mean, calling you? Like, I, <laughs> probably just. Hey, email. Bob, I know you bought our console a while back. Um, yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about that controller? So, you know what? I, if you're listening, anybody from Microsoft, here's my thing about the console controller for Xbox. It's a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. The really only big difference, it feels like, is the share button mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. It could use some work as far as, like, glamouring it up. Yeah. But I will say with the PS5 controller, as cool as the stuff is on some games with the adaptive controls or triggers or the fuck they're calling it mm-hmm. these days, it does feel like more of a gimmick that I feel like most developers won't take advantage of. Yes. But then the few that do, it is pretty cool. So yeah. I think it's not worth the investment to put in post-launch on the Xbox, maybe you look into it for the next gen. True. You know, I just thought of, if you had a game like, maybe one day we'll talk about it, Immortals Phoenix Rising, where you can customize your controls, Mm -hmm. I wonder if you could do it that way. Well, you can customize your controls on Xbox, as far as I can tell. Yeah, but if you had that kind of, if you had a DualSense type situation, Mm -hmm. like a PS5 controller... That would make your options for some of the things where you have to, like, double use buttons a little bit easier. If you, like, swipe left on the fucking thing, or swipe up on the thing, or yeah. blow on the fucking hole, or whatever it is. Blow the hole. <laughs> um, it's just an interesting thought. So, okay, well, here's the thing. So far, we've only really seen the adaptive triggers used really well on... Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. Right, which was like kind of like a demo. It was it was a game, and uh, yeah, it, it was a game. But it, it was... was a very pleasant surprise from what I expected. Yeah. But really, that was the only thing we've seen it really truly used to kind of play off of interacting with the game yes. itself. And that's a platformer, and it, it it was cool. But like, it really is kind of a gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. Call of Duty is using the same concept on the PS5 controller for uh, shooting their guns. They they all have a different kind of pattern vibration mm-hmm. um oh, okay. that they do based off whatever type of gun you're doing which kind of gives it a little bit more of a realism and and feel which is cool but, but like necessary. i've said yeah. like in a sense that would be putting you at a disadvantage if you're playing online so yeah the fact that you could turn it off i imagine most people would do that anyways yeah that would be probably cool for the campaign but nothing more right no one's gonna want that if it's going to hinder their ability to to play well so, I don't know. I just feel like um, it's it's gimmicky, but, like, it can be fun. So, I don't think it's really worth the investment overall mm-hmm. if it's going to cost a lot of money to, like, get into this kind of tech. Yeah. If they already have something, like, in mind that they've been working on that they're just trying to see, like, maybe we should pull the trigger sooner than later. Maybe it was intended for next gen, but they're like, well, maybe we'll try to push it out this gen. Yeah. Uh, maybe. But, like, I... It doesn't seem like it should be a super high priority. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, focus on better games. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not to say they don't have good games. Yeah. We're but... getting the medium coming out in uh, a few weeks, and I think that looks really good. 
Yeah. So. I just mean, like, focusing on getting things to work appropriately on their new gen and maybe work on fixing issues where people are having overheating consoles and freezing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say I haven't had as many issues lately, though. So I think it might be some that they've fixed in updates or maybe it was the games themselves that had to fix their updates. Because, um, well, actually, you know, I will take that back a little bit. I've been playing the campaign on Call of Duty or mm-hmm. Cold War. And I've noticed when I get achievements and I go try and check the achievement in the dashboard while the game is on, mm-hmm. sometimes it freezes up and then turns off the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's an Xbox issue or if that's a Cold War issue. Hmm. Okay. It happened to me twice last night. Luckily, the way the game saves, it's it doesn't really impact where you are in the right. game. But it is annoying, annoying to have to go back into the game. And reload, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. There's my survey, Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't give a shit. Yeah. Star Wars games are going to now carry a Lucasfilm games banner for future releases. So this is via the StarWars.com site, putting out basically a blog about this. Um, so they're pretty much going to all be under the same banner now. So no matter who makes the game, if it's associated with Star Wars, it's going to be under the Star Wars banner of Lucasfilm Games. Okay. Wouldn't it just be Lucas Games, you would think? Yeah, I thought that was a little <laughs> weird, but I think it's because Lucasfilm is the the brand that people right. know, so they don't want to yeah. lose that, right? Yeah, true. I get it. And they now have a dedicated social media platform. Very interesting. Yeah, that's it. Been uh, playing some stuff, but nothing that I want to talk about yet. Yeah, we'll get there. We promise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been a real blast. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod or check out our website, DTFCast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to on your favorite podcatcher. We really would appreciate a review just because we need more views. That'd be great. Tell your friends, you know? Um, if you want to send us direct feedback, we would welcome that as well. You can send us an email to DTFPod at gmail.com. You can also send us any content requests or suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. That's it for episode 75 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye. Wowie, wowie, wowie.